This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. All right, it is Friday. And as always on Fridays, we do our Friday financial wrap up with my good friend and uh, somebody I really look up to, Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Ty. As I tell you every week, I really enjoy these uh, Friday wrap up. It allows me to get out of my head of the day to day and kind of look at, you know, what happened this week. And uh, so I enjoy these conversations. I do too. And I really appreciate it because it's a nice summary. I know, again, I always tell the audience, the listeners, the viewers, you know, do yourself a favor, start following Michael's financial, you know, financial news. You do a financial news daily, which is awesome. It's a great recap, but even I feel honored because we get to do Friday and on Fridays we do what were the most important news items yeah. So thank, thank you for taking the time to do this. So let's talk about market changes. I know there's been, you know, I'm noticing some market changes in my markets that I focus on. What are you seeing in market changes? Real estate markets here. And the, the good thing about having a panel now with, you know, 20,000 subscribers on it is I'm getting a pretty good feel of what's going on across the country. And I've had more people reach out in the last 10 days to say, you know what? You're right. There is more inventory coming. You know, right? I saw a price drop and I haven't seen a price drop in a year. And oh, by the way, I just did an open house. And a month ago or six months ago, I had 40 people. I only had four. Um, so there's a lot of things going on that kind of point to what I've been talking about. I think, you know, I think there's a, a lot more inventory coming. And I stand by my call that we may have 2 million available homes by the end of July, which still feels kind of a, an aggressive shout or a goal, but I, I think it's coming. Yeah, I would agree. And it's interesting too, part of, thank you for going, we're going a little bit earlier on recording this. Um, I'm actually going out on a buy appointment and then I'm also going on a listing appointment. And it's interesting that on the listing appointment specifically, the guy was probably he's going to relocate to Tennessee. Uh, he's widowed. Um, his kids live in Tennessee. So he's selling here. He's kind of cashing out in California, getting the big payday. But the most interesting thing was that he was thinking he'd probably be ready in September, you know, mm. August, September, he was kind of easing into the idea of moving. And now all of a sudden the, the conversation shifted where he's like, Hey, you know what? I better catch this wave. Let's come out today. So very interesting. I would completely agree with you on that. Yeah, I think I think you've, I mean, when I was having that conversation, I would tell them that, you know, it's better to come out now before the wave, because I think there's a lot of people in his situation. And again, uh, you know, he comes out today. He's one of five or six listings in his areas. I'm just guessing he comes out later. He's one of 30. That's going to be a very different conversation. So list early, I guess. A hundred percent. It's also interesting too. Um, we've got a flip in the East Bay and it's interesting that we had a preemptive offer. It was a friend of one of the, one of my partners 
and an agent that had somebody, they looked at the house during the construction three or four times and they wrote a preemptive offer. Um, and it was just a little disappointing, the offer itself. And so we came back and countered our, like our kind of over the top, you know, blow our socks off. This is where you need to be in order for us to not bring it to market. And they balked at it. So it's interesting. We're not, we're very confident in our product. We're very confident in what we're delivering, but it's, it is interesting that you are, we are starting to see a little bit of pushback. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think, I think what's going to happen as inventory comes back, first off sellers who held back like your first appointment uh, are happening, but also we're seeing buyer fatigue. Buyers have been um, stressed and, and they're, they're pushing back and yeah, it's, it's, it, the, the market is changing. And the only way you know that is if you look every day, uh, that's why I'd say all the time, it's daily execution and, and the market's changing. It may not feel like it in your market, but trust me, as the wave occurs, it will change across the country, I think. A hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. So let's talk about a little bit of some of the economic indicators this week. Mm -hmm. And I know you do such a great job of covering. Let's talk about retail sales. What, what are you seeing there with retail sale numbers? Yeah, so retail sales was the highlight of the week, you know, kind of after CPI. Uh, they came out today, they were flat uh, from last month. I think last month, from memory, they were up over 10%. People were calling for 1% or 2% this month, and it came out zero, right, which they call flat, which is interesting uh, because one of the things that Jerome Powell has been talking about is, hey, the economy is, you know, it's not all equal. We got to take care of everyone. I'm not raising rates. I'm not raising rates. And this number on retail sales, kind of makes him look okay. You know, if retail sales came out hot again, you know, last month with 10%, this month was six or seven, that story, that Jedi mind trick that he's trying to play on this, right? There is no inflation, kind of like Star Wars, um, would kind of fall apart. But he's, he's, you know, this number is like, he could point out and see, see, I told you so. Uh, I don't believe him. I'm not falling for the Jedi mind trick, but you've got to appreciate that retail sales flat and retail sales a disappointment kind of makes him look okay. I mean, he 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 got this one. I, I appreciate that gives me a follow-up question. So then with that number specifically and Jerome Powell, do we so do we anticipate that rates will probably stay stable and still relatively low? And how does that tie in? What did you see with the 10 year this last week? So the so first off, Jerome Powell needs as many things as he can going right. Cause I don't see, I don't see him raising rates this year, regardless of what happens, right? He is, he is painting himself into a corner where rates are staying low, but he would like them to stay low longer, right? I'm willing to say that the next seven months, he'll keep them down where it's going to be interesting is, can he keep them down in Q1? Can he keep them down in Q2 of next year? And as long as the numbers come out like this, they'll stay low longer. Uh, but we had an inflation number come out on Wednesday and Thursday, that's going to be hard to ignore if they continue. Um, so we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. I forgot your follow-up question on Just retail. Just with the tenure and the rates, oh, the tenure. you probably expect rates to stay pretty level. And Yeah, so, so rates had a violent reaction to Wednesday's CPI number. From memory, I think they went from 1.57 to 1.66. It's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but in a 24-hour period, that's an aggressive move. They have since come down uh, the last couple of days as people digested what was a shockingly high number. Um, so, yeah, the, you know, 
rates, the 10 year is kind of still staying around 1.6. And the longer it stays at 1.6, the longer Jerome Powell can play Jedi mind tricks. Got it. Got it. So let's talk about jobs and inflation. I know inflation was an interesting number. Um, and I think for the average consumer, maybe trying to interpret that inflation number that was reported this week and car sales, gasoline, yeah. some of those things. What are you seeing with jobs and inflation overall? Yeah. So we'll hit jobs first. Uh, you know, last Friday, uh, there was a very disappointing job creation number for the month. It was 236 or 256 way below the million call and my, my expectation of one five. And now there's a lot of calls for ending the unemployment benefits from the fed, you know, the extra 300 bucks a week. I forget the latest number. I think it's nine, maybe even 12 States that are canceling the program early uh, because they were saying it's keeping people from, you know, accepting jobs. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of people looking at the job picture. There's, you know, there's a number published, I think it was Thursday, that said there's 8.1 million job openings out there. Uh, you know, so there's the job market is kind of, it's not smooth yet. It's fits and starts. And, and let's be, let's be clear. A lot of this is because of childcare, right? There's a lot of people that are like, I'd like to work, but until my kid's school or my, even at my kid's after school activities are open, I'm stuck. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of, a lot of things that need to kind of adjust itself. Uh, but I think, I think jobs get better from here. Now inflation, inflation headline number Wednesday was record breaking. It was 4.2% from memory. It's what caused the 10 years violent move Wednesday, but it's a, a dirty or messy number when you peel it back. So first and foremost, people like Jerome Powell are going to point at and say, well, guys, 10% increase in used cars, that is classic transitory, right? Because he's been saying that, right? Yes, we'll have inflation, but it won't stick. Jerome Powell is right. You go point at used cars being up 10%, you can say that won't stick long-term because eventually new cars will come out, these chip issues, it will work itself out. It's a supply chain issue. No question, he's right. However, if you really peel back the onion, there are two numbers in that uh, reading that scare me. First off, gasoline, what you and I put in our cars was actually a negative contributor to uh, CPI last month. I don't know about you, but gasoline in my area ain't down. It's up. It's up and it's up pretty big, right? So um, what I would tell folks is, uh, I would expect gasoline to be a significant contributor going forward. And then the other one, I think it was only up 0.2% last month is rent. Rent. And I, again, don't know about you guys, but rent in my markets are up, not 0.2%, but more like five, six, seven percent So I think while Jerome Powell is right on a few things like used cars, I think he is underappreciating just how nasty gasoline and rent and food will be going forward. Uh, so he can, again, wash away this. You can play the Jedi mind trick. There is no problem here. Uh, but man, uh, I, I'd, be, I'd be wary of next month because next month we get to call a trend. Right now he can point at and go, hey, that's one point. That's nonsense. But you know, we come out with 4.2 or 4.6 or even 3.9 next month. And that's on gasoline. That's on rent. That's on food. Oof, his job gets a lot harder. 
Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. It'll be interesting to see next month. So let's talk about something I'm noticing in kind of, I think, something that's not being talked about, but distractions, (laughs) right? So I see so many distractions and, you know, the shiny penny object, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of people taking their focus off of real estate and now they're crypto, you know, they're deep into crypto. And even to be honest with you, I even have found myself kind of a little bit distracted and, and and forcing myself to say, no, stay focused on your, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. lane. So talk to me about distraction, social media and crypto and all (laughs) the shiny pennies. Yeah. It's funny when you think about real estate investing and people getting into it, a lot of people do it for, for wealth generation, right? The long-term aspects of it. But again, when you're in wealth creation, that's a long, you know, that's years and decades in the making. It's, it's good decisions compounded every day. Unfortunately, social media doesn't celebrate that, right? When I tell people that re- the reason we got to financial freedom is we sacrificed for 10 years and, and did work every day for 10 years, people don't like to hear that. Um, so they get distracted by the, the Dogecoin, the, you know, buying it at four cents and becoming a millionaire and, and all of these things. And they're just the latest pump and dump, you know? Um, yeah, you can make money, but you can also make money in the lottery. Um, you know, the, the key here is a lot of people look at these crazy numbers that people are doing and not realizing that most people lose money. What I've really done is I, I did a, I did a, a video the other day talking about, I don't remember the calculation, but basically it's fear of missing out, right? FOMO, kind of plus or times uh, beginner's luck, right? You, you, you buy Dogecoin and it goes up 20% because Elon Musk tweeted some nonsense. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm the, I'm the smartest person in the world. I'm going to add leverage, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, it feels good for 48 hours and then the, 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 the coin tanks. It goes from 71 to 40 cents and you're wiped out. You're wiped out because you went on margin. If you're going to own any of these things, own them. The biggest thing I can tell you after losing almost 150 grand in the dot-com area is you got to own your stuff. Otherwise, Wall Street's going to drop it on your head. Uh, I told people in the run-up to Saturday Night Live that they should be selling their their, their Dogecoin because they were all talking about Elon Musk being the Dogecoin, the dog father, and all of this other nonsense. And if you held, if you held to the end of Saturday Night Live, you lost 30%. And if you were on margin, you likely were wiped out and taken to zero. So folks, do the work. There is no easy path. Yes, you can get, you can win the lottery if you play. Um, You only make money when you sell. These other people, you know, going in and winning and winning and then adding leverage and then getting wiped out. It's it's not the way to true wealth. It, it, it's, it's gambling, folks. It's gambling. So yeah, that's what's going on. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michael. Um, as always, it's always great to talk with you. Thank you for all that you put out, all the great content, the financial news. If you're not following, he had how many videos? You have like 3,000 videos on Yeah, 3,000 3, videos now. 3,000 plus videos. Um, lots of just incredible information. And not only that, but actionable information, information that you can actually use, things that are just very foundational, very solid information. So also, too, if you've not gotten a copy of the book, I always have the book here. I love it. So uh, one rental at a time. You can find the book on Amazon. 
You can also uh, follow Michael. Michael has, look, look at that great hat you got. Look, so here, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You also have some cool merchandise. I don't know I if do. people really know, but you have some great merchandise. Also, I wanted to ask, um, is it still a possibility that we're going to have a, a live in-person meeting in July? Is that something that's still in the works? So I'll, so sort of two answers, a live in-person meeting is going to happen. Is it going to be July? I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm going to be doing these. I think it just kind of marries everything I want to do, but yeah, I don't know if July might be just a little bit too early for Olivia to give the green light. So we'll see. Okay. We're, we're with you. If it's in August, September, October, we're with you. You saw that the squad yeah. up in the Evo community, uh, foundation builders, everybody was really responsive. So, um, yeah, we're going to do so, something. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Michael. Appreciate your time today. Thank you. You got it.